Welcome to Psychic Call Shop. I'm Aeson, of course, with Enlightened Technicians. How are you, darling? I'm doing great. How are you this evening? Evil. Plain evil. and complete evil. We don't have a guest tonight, so it's going to be me and Joe talking about some things that's been on our minds lately. Well, absolutely, because I like. I was surprised. I was like, wait, we don't have a guest? Yeah. Like, no. what do we do? How does it work? I don't know. I'm so confused. Yeah, you're you're fine. We'll be fine. We can do this. We've done this for ages. <sighs> it's been a fun week so far. Absolutely. Hey, Brenda. Hey, Devin. Yes. Hello, Brenda. Hello, darling. Devin, how are you? So there's been some things I've wanted to talk about, but we haven't gotten time to. Okay. Um, and then there was news like DeSantos, you know, ended his his campaign for presidency. Bye bye, DeSantos, in your white cowboy boots. Back to Florida, you go. I don't know. Part of me would just as much as he has done to Florida. I know. I just hope he doesn't register to run for governor. Oh, you know, one could hope, one could hope. Well, one could hope he could just go away. Yeah, you know, you know, take up shuffleboard. You know, so that leaves the traitor and Nikki. Um, Can Disney just give him a lifetime pass? No. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, just give him a lifetime pass. Maybe, you know, he, he can just get lost in the, the, the Magic Kingdom. I'd rather him get lost on that deserted animal park island that nobody's allowed to go to. Okay, see now. <laughs> Although. And he freezes. He'll be back in a minute, guys. Hello, Joe. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. No, what I was saying though is that makes it a little more like mafia esque. Is like they will lose him on the abandoned animal island. Yes. <laughs> like no, no, I wasn't meaning like that. Like you know, right. give him food. Don't make him food. Right. Like there's a difference. <laughs> It'll be okay. You can. Pick. It's interesting. You know, right now New Hampshire is having its primary. And Nikki Haley is neck and neck with the traitor. Um, 
And I don't know, I we, I know we talked about this, but I don't know if we talked about this on air or if mm -hmm. we talked about this at the dinner table. Okay. But there was that um, British psychic that does predictions with vegetables, namely asparagus. Okay, see, I don't know whose dinner table you were at, but um, what? Okay. We, again, we've talked about this. I just don't know where. Um, so anyway. I, 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 I feel like one of us was awake at the time and the other one was not. <laughs> and with you, that's hard to tell. Exactly. <laughs> Either way. Um, uh, so there's a British psychic that does readings with the vegetables. Right. With the vegetables. Is and, it is it like bone casting? Like we just have like a giant bag of random vegetables that we shake up and just. Well, I mean, I, by this eggplant, I see your sex life right. is getting worse. Um, but this carrot tells me. <laughs> like, what are what are we talking about here? Um. Anyway. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, Brenda's like I miss this person. <laughs> <laughs> See, these are the things that Ace and Reeves talks about and goes, uh-huh. Oh, that's interesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you bring up stuff at some of the weirdest moments. Like that's that sounds like one that as I watch the food approach our table, you drop. And it's like, uh-huh, yeah, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. I don't like I I my first love is bacon. Like. Right. Well, here's her information from a story in 2022. Um, you're going to have to pronounce that UT name. Oh, one second. Let me get this up over here. So, Mystic Veg, psychic who correctly foresaw Brexit. Prince Philip's death makes predictions for 2022. Um, a 65-year-old woman who uses asparagus to see the future has made predictions for 2022. Uh, Jemima Packington is a popular name in psychic circles for her unusual style of predicting the future using asparagus. Mm -hmm. The fortune teller is also known as Mystic Veg. Uh -huh. has become famous over the years because many of her predictions have been very accurate. Right. The 65-year-old, the world's only asparamancer, uh, <laughs> has convinced many people of her abilities after correctly predicting events like Brexit, Harry and Meghan Markle stepping back from the royal family and Prince Philip's death. She has prophesied other things as well. But unlike other psychics, Packington claims she can see the future by tossing asparagus spears in the air and interpreting how they land. Now she is... So it is bone casting, basically. 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 Right, there's the updated article in Private Box. Okay. Let's swing over. The asparagus reader. The asparamancer. Yeah. <sighs> Hello, Miss Hoodie. How are you? So that would make it a sparomancy. Correct? Uh -huh. Since we're just throwing letters and words together. Exactly. Oh, Brenda's like, I have to get read about this woman. 
Um, yeah. Uh -huh. So peering into the future is a funny, precarious thing. Some people attempt to do so by using a crystal ball, while others use tarot or tea leaves. However, one woman from Somerset in the UK attempts to predict the future in a method that involves asparagus. Yes, the green vegetable that... Hey, where are you finding this article? Like, that is not appropriate language for an article. Uh-huh. But yeah, we all know what asparagus does to our pee. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Jemima is what I'm going with. It may be Jemima. Right. Uh, Packington refers to herself as the world's only asparomancer. She believes that she can predict future events by grabbing a bunch of asparagus spears, tossing them onto a flat surface, and analyzing how they land. She has been featured on television and radio shows around the world with her unique gift. Y'all, if you're a client calling me now, I don't know what you are thinking. My apologies. I thought my phone was still in work mode. Mm -hmm. There we go. All right. So she's been featured on television and radio shows around the world with her unique gift. Um, so she has been reading asparagus in this way since she was a child, following the, the footsteps of her aunt who reads tea leaves. Um, my technique has not changed, and I still cast the asparagus spears and interpret the patterns in them, she told the Daily Mail. Seeing the patterns for me is instantaneous. Possibly that is because of a year's practice. Right. Um, she says that her prediction accuracy rate ranges from 75 to 95%. I go through my predictions each year and think, yep, that's happened. Yep, that's happened. Occasionally, I get one slightly off where I haven't quite read it correctly, but I'm never far off. Mm -hmm. I predicted Boris Johnson would become prime minister before he did, and everyone laughed their socks off. Mm -hmm. She also claimed to have predicted the Queen's death after the asparagus fell in the shape of a broken crown. Um, however, there have been a couple of incorrect predictions. For oh, example, no. Yeah, no. Like... Somebody needs to get the point. I'm on the air, and we're on the air every night at 8 o'clock, and if they don't, they're going to get a $150 fee to them <laughs> every time they call. Yes. Alrighty. So the 2024 asparagus predictions. Mm-hmm. All right, there will be a big regime. There will be big regime changes throughout the world on a huge scale. Members of the royal family will get divorced. People will become sick of celebrity annex and culture. Great Britain won't do very well at the 2024 Olympics. Mm -hmm. The events in the Middle East will reach a breaking point. There will be a death among world leaders, and the United States will get their first female president. Mm hmm. Public figures will be revealed to have profited from illegal activities. A bunch of rich television personalities will lose their jobs. Influencers will lose their influence as people realize it's the real world they live in that matters. Interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. So... So, what got me thinking of that was looking at the Republican ticket. 
the U.S. will get their first female president. And I remember the live interview, and it, and it was clearly said that it wasn't Camille Harrison. Okay. As he freezes again. Oh, there you are. I'm sorry. You're fine. Okay, so it was not Camille Harris. Uh, so, okay, we're not looking at a potential, like, something happens to Joe Biden for his presidency, and we briefly have a female president, and then... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, that got me looking at the Republican ticket and how well Nikki Haley is doing. I'm not predicting her win. Personally, I would okay. prefer the Republican Party to go bankrupt, which it currently is, surprisingly. I'm sorry, the Republican Party has gone bankrupt? Yes. Oopsies. It's really horrible when that happens to right. the Republican Party. How did they go bankrupt? Well, mishandulation of funds, lower donations... That's fair. Trying to sell a building you don't own? Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Like, forgot you didn't own it, or like... No, tried to sell it because they thought they owned it. Oh, okay. Always, always interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, okay, so, but, all right, so I laughed pretty hard on the asparagus predictions, but I'm starting to think it sounds a lot like a, um, different practice, though. Right. Um, which is, um, oh, what is that? It's the throwing with the fives. Yeah, like, the, the one with the sticks. Yeah. Yeah. So, which, I mean, effectively, an asparagus is just a stick. Exactly. It's a tender so, yeah. but it's still a stick. I mean, granted, I give her credit, like, after she's done making asparagus predictions, right. she pops the spears in the microwave for five minutes, covers them in butter, and eats them. Literally, it's a quote from the article. Um, I, I, I give one credit for the fact that, well, but can you eat? Mm-hmm. Many of the uh, predictive tools. I mean, the tea, you can drink the tea. Well, tea you have to drink. It's required. Yeah, and you're not even, like, but when that occurs, it's like you're trying not to get tea leaves in your mouth while, like, sucking down a whole cup of tea as quick as you can. Again, that's the problem. Yeah. No one likes tea reading anymore. Is this a good 20-minute read? Because you have to literally sit there and talk with the reader as you're sipping your tea. Mm-hmm. Because if you rush through it, it's like running through a car wash. It's mm-hmm. not going to get your car totally clean. Fair enough, fair enough. So, um, coffee readings, of course. You drink the coffee. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other predictive stuff around food in general. Okay. Okay. What's those? Well, you know, it's like, you know, if your bread doesn't rise, your money is not going to rise. Um, mm-hmm. 
So, you know, be watchful of how bread is. If food is molding in your house, then illness will be coming to your house soon. Dropping, you know, depending on which way your spoon and fork drop, apple peelings, apples in general, orange peelings. But with that, you want to be able to peel the whole fruit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, no, okay, I guess I kind of knew those, but... Right. I, I don't really think of those often, because they're, they're a little more rare. Right. Like, you, you don't... Like, the tea leaf reading comes up a lot. Yeah. Um, Weirdly. I know. And see, the health department has cracked on that so hard. Oh, yeah. Post-Panini? Yeah. No, pre-Panini. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Because I wanted to, your... like, we have a tea set for me to do tea readings. No, we have a tea set because I like tea sets. Leave my tea set alone. It's not a business tool. Bullshit, it ain't. Honey, our wedding ring is a business tool if I'm in a stretch. Mm. Mm. But okay. <laughs> um. But no, that kind of made, especially when I saw, because I didn't think he would close his campaign and hit his knees so hard. Like, very, very hard. Yeah, that that ended quickly. Yeah. Like, I it makes me sit there and go, who has what on him? Right. Not that I think it takes much to have a lot on Ron DeSantis, right. but... Right. Uh, um, but, yeah. 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 I don't know. Some campaigns though, like some like that's been a newer thing though. Right. Um because um, it you it felt like at least it used to be that campaigns would kind of run just like once they declared. Right. Like they would run and run and run and run and run and run and run, and you might see someone drop out right before the election. Well, yeah, I just want to know what dirt was on the sand. Well, I I said that, but I'm just sitting here going, that may not be it. It may have been the, like, run the numbers, and is this even viable? Right. You know what I mean? Like, do you really want to go through this entire right. slugfest to live at, like, a 5% chance? Right. And just, you're going to live there, and you're just going right. to put money after money after money, and you cannot get a focus group to like you. Right. Like. You know, and I think a lot of it has to do with this political stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's also a Republican problem anymore. Um, is not having a lot of candidates that are cross-party viable. Right. Like, they just, within their own arena, mm -hmm. within their own party, right? they may be very, 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 you know, leads the path. Right. You take them out of that and, and realize that you have to manage for 50 states. Right. Um, to get enough of the vote across all parties. Right. Some people, it's like, mm -mm, no, they're they're a one trick pony, right? Like they don't hit mainstream America right at all. Mm -hmm. Like you, you like in white cowboy boots, really? Who who allowed that? 
Who? Who? Right. I'm sorry. First step on running for president is hire an image consultant for right. the love of God. Right. Who goes through and goes, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, we're not wearing that on uh, uh, ever. Right. Because we've had a, a few people, and I will say, I think that's what tanked their campaign was like a one poor wardrobe choice where you're just looking at them like, mm -hmm. this is fake as shit. Right. You have never in your life worn those. Right. All right. Well, we see that uh, Queen Mary is off to doing, to actually having a sense of humor. Oh. Okay. Um, it feels weird saying Queen Mary. Because they're, you know, the British family went through two Queen Marys, both scandalous. But this one's kind of like a funsy article about her. All right, so Queen Mary of Denmark laughs off a hair mishap uh, with daughter Princess Isabella. Oh, goodness. Oh, they're just going to be fun. Yeah. Like, I think she's bringing a breath of fresh air into a very staunch organization. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, Denmark's not really known for. for a lot, really. Well, they are. I mean, and, you know, they are. Queen Margaret now, I believe, and I think she's still referred to as Queen Margaret, if not, please excuse. Um, she was known for her business dealings. Like, she's a stiff negotiator. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Queen Mary will be that way. Oh... So, um, okay, so apparently <laughs> Queen Mary's uh, hand got tangled in her daughter's hair as she went to wave. Because uh -huh. she was standing with her arm around her, and then she went to wave, and her hand got tangled. <laughs> and it is a very cute photo of, like, Mom? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah, like, stop pulling my hair. I didn't do anything wrong. Oh, that's 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 adorable. That's right. what that is. That's adorable. Right. Like that is a cute, cute, cute moment. Um, but yeah, yeah. But you know, it's nice to see these soft stories come out. Of course, the Denmark mm -hmm. didn't have all the fanfare, like they just don't. Uh, for obvious reasons, like they they have a different run up to, you know power it's literally as if a ceo is changing power she, you know queen margaret signed her abdication letter and walked out the door like enjoy son bye have a great time yeah um well and it's not quite i'm sure that flippant but I, in many ways like once she was out she was out yeah um, but it, it is a big change mm -hmm. when we are used to much older monarchs. Right. 
And at most, you're talking about, you know, they're adult, very, like, you know, they had, they, like, if they were normal adults, they would have had, like, a third mortgage by now. Right. Like, elder, not elderly, necessarily, mm-hmm. King Charles notwithstanding, right. because he basically hit elderly before he finally got the right. <laughs> throne. Um, but we're more commonly used to, you know, much older adult children of monarchs. And then the grandkids are like way over here in the photo op line. Right. Versus the actual, you know, like, hi, no, we're, (laughs) hello. (laughs) We're otherwise normal parents of teenagers. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we're, we're, we're new at this. We have teenagers. Mm -hmm. It's a day. It's happening. Right. Doing what we can. You know, and it's been handled very classy there in Denmark. Um, Much better, much, much better than the French, uh, than the Spanish. uh, um, Which, by the way, if you guys ever want to dig into something. All right, I'm going (laughs) to drop this question. One, we broadcast every day except Saturday and Wednesday. Yep. All but one show is at 8 p.m. Yep. Not to give too much away. I know that's 5 p.m. your time, but hi. Hi. <laughs> so, anyhow. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Anything in psychic news that I'm interested in talking about? Do we have psychic news? I'm checking. Like, and there's, there's hi, Regina. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's the normal 2024 predictions. I made mine on Modern Spiritualist. It's up on the channel. You can go and review it there. I'm just throwing good. Yeah. Uh, now I'm just throwing words at uh, out there just to see. Like, do, do we have a good psychic murder? But come on. Well, I've been waiting for an update on that case. Oh, oh, that's from July. Come on, guys. Like, psychics are being very calm. Right. Ooh. Let's see what, you know... um, Regina would like to know, do you still love her because she loves you? Hello, Regina. Uh, love is a strong word. <laughs> okay, in his defense, he gets salty when anyone makes his phone ring during his show. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not mad. I don't hate you. But 
and I care about your well-being, and if you're chatting here, you ain't bleeding or dead. We are always happy for that. Right. Bleeding and dead is, and or dead, is never a preferred state of client being. Right. <laughs> Shannon says he's just very disappointed. There you go. Oh, 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 we're going to bring mom trauma into this. Like, we're not angry. We're just very disappointed. Hey, if you can bring dad jokes. Ow. Yeah. Ow. Ow. Ooh. That's just wrong. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Brenda says, do many dead people call you on the phone? Yes. Normally behind the people calling me to talk to me. <laughs> okay, that's, that's kind of fair, I think. Oh, goodness. Hey. Let's take that. Uh, Shannon says, hey, can be angry and disappointed. Don't think I'm not multi-talented. Honey, I can be multi-universe at a time. Yeah, but they are calling, says Brenda. Okay, I got a story after we do, do this reading. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so uh, Devin, 31678, will I get a call back from this job I interviewed for? Oh. Well, two stories, actually. And some psychic gossip. Yeah. All right, so of course you get a call back from them. You're going to want to take that job. However, you've got other opportunities coming in at the same time, Devin. And I can't tell which one you're choosing. So when we're looking at it, you're going to hear back from them within five days. All right. Ooh, that. So apparently... Big news in, oh, all right. So I think I found a fun one to talk about at least. Okay. So. So yesterday morning, since we were talking about the dead calling me, let's talk about a whole house calling me. So over the weekend, Kristen Lee um, left California Psychics. Yes. Point blank, she is no longer with California Psychics. Is over on Kane. If you're looking for what was the name they made her go under? Kerrigan. Yes. Please go over to Kane. Kristen Lee, you'll see the face. It is Kerrigan. Wonderful readings. Mm -hmm. Anyway, she also is one of the founders of the Bel Air House. I've read at the Bel Air House, I've enjoyed the house. Not a lot of people do. A lot of people see demons and a lot of other things. And I'm like, it's a house. It has a house spirit. It can throw things around. Why it cannot dust, I don't know. But we'll have a discussion with it when I get there. And we have birthdays. 
Um, yes, Regina, we do need a birth date. I know we know, but still month, day, and year. Right. So with that, I couldn't sleep Monday morning. Not because I was worried about her, just in general. So I go flipping through. And I start hearing this piano music. And I'm like, I know this damn song. Flipping through. And guess who's live on TikTok? <laughs> Kristen's live on TikTok. She does lives every Monday at 9 a.m. They're real interesting. She talks paranormal. She talks psychic. She talks life coaching. And of course, she's multi-tailed and multi-talented. Um, mm-hmm. So she's talking about the bell house and all this. And finally, I had to ask her, how's the piano? Rando freaking question. Not part of the conversation going on. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, it's done fine, but people are starting to leave money there. I'm about ready to have to have a discussion with the house about the house's money because, you know, the garbage thing needs replaced, a window needs fixed. There's always something a house needs. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. the house says fix it. It wants new paint, too. <laughs> Always fun conversational topics for a house. Exactly. You know, a house, especially a house that has spirits. But, you know, she was talking about some of the crazy crap that goes on there. Mm-hmm. So, anyhow, make sure to check out Kristen Lee on TikTok at 9 a.m. Except for Sunday. She's taking Sunday off. Um, especially if you're looking for Keratin, she is over at Keen. Yes. Keen got Kerrigan from California no. Psychics. Yeah. Kerrigan is Kristen Lee on Keen from California Psychics. I know, that's what I said. I know, I know, right? <laughs> Come on, man. Now, I will say that was an interesting wake up, though. Yeah. Because I, I kind of ended up sleeping in uh, just a touch on Monday morning. And and I woke up while the live stream was going on. And I was like, and Kristen, if you're watching, please don't take this the wrong way. But my thought was, what in the hell has occurred that not only is Kristen, because I thought this was private, like as yeah. in... Um, a client booked an appointment for 9 a.m. Uh-huh. What in the world is going on that not only did he not wake me up for this client appointment, <clears throat> which is interesting, but also, like, how bad does it have to be to get ASIN to take a 9 a.m.? Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. I will define those terms. We will go into ASIN for Mystic Computers. For a 9 a.m. phone call, your site better be down. Someone better burn your house down, and you can't remember your password to get into your access points. Not really. That's a, that's a, you just come in and wake me up for that. Like one of your clients is being annoying. Go. I don't know. They burned down their house or some shit. Just they can't log in. Okay. Here's coffee. That's how that morning would go. That's what I'm saying. I'm sitting here going, what in the world has occurred? (laughs) 
<laughs> not only did you not wake me up, right? There's a 9 a.m. meeting. Uh-huh. And you took it on your own. Um, and it's like, oh God, how bad does this have to be? Only to realize as this went on, because I'm in the bedroom and I can at least hear enough to know, wait, this sounds like a lie. Yeah. Okay. All right. My day doesn't suck ass. (laughs) Right. Because, you know, while yes, I can do, well, with the right access, I can do Joe. I can be Joe. Well, yes. But I don't don't like to do it. You know, and you know, he rearranges stuff on my desktop. Okay, I'm a little persnickety. Well, that and I'm code differently than you. Well, there's that too. Like you, well, well, okay. If we want to get into this, you and WordPress will eternally switch from block editor to classic editor, which is fine. Which is fine. It's fine. Except I use the block editor, so when I have to jump back into this page eons from now, I'm all of a sudden going, why is it in classic? Right. And I have to, like, take what you've done, convert the blocks, and then make sure it converted intelligently and didn't, like, go kaboom because blocks conversion doesn't always work. Right. Um, sorry, that's that's legitimate. That's not about you. That's about WordPress. Right. Um, and then like so that I can work with it. Right. Um, because none of the clients' other pages are in classic. Right. Because and I try to stay away from classic personally because <laughs> WordPress has its moments with classic. Um, it's not always a bad thing for, for like events calendar and stuff like that. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It works great. But when it comes to pages, it can sometimes allow you to do things. Mm-hmm. And the reason that it bla- break, sometimes will break block conversion, not because of what you've done, but I've seen it happen is that WordPress will let you do things that aren't stable in classic editor. Right. And it'll just take it. Uh-huh. But then when you like try to do the exact same thing in blocks, uh-huh, it goes kaboom because it's right. unstable. No, no we, we waited on you. Well, no, but I hand code. Like I am open a notepad, HTML open bar, HTML blah blah, close bar, blah blah blah. And I will sit there and hand code the whole document. Uh-huh. And then I have to go find it. Yeah, because I use Notepad plus plus. It's 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 a developer thing. Uh-huh. Like highlight my text, do the things. Mm-hmm. Let let me do the things. Um, and it, yeah, it's it's an experience when I'm looking at it later, and it's because again, there's a lot of things that you can do with code, and mm-hmm. they are beautiful, wonderful things. Right. Um. But the like you almost do straight linear code, right? And it gets really hard for me when I'm not because I break mine up, right? Um, because I know it's gonna shrink wrap it back together when it actually executes and it'll be fine, um, because it'll machine read it, 
Um, but for my own sanity, I have to to segment it and break it up, and and mm-hmm. you know, I use comments. And <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Um, so sometimes, like when you've coded stuff, I have to sit there and just stare at it and be like, okay, where are my breakpoints? <laughs> like, let me just go through and clean it up first, put all my little breakpoints in and reorganize it. Okay, now I can read it. Right. Um, like I do it because I'm notorious for not properly closing. Uh-huh. I will open a tag perfectly. I will close it maybe. So if I do it in a specific format, mm-hmm. I can catch it when I screw up. Um, usually it's when I have to keep doing the same tag over and over and over again. Right. But no, I don't I've gotten to a point in my life that I don't have to code anymore. Like, I don't have to go in there and deal with a fire unless there's a fire. First of all. I'm... And I've been burned in it. <laughs> exactly. You know, there's problems on my website that I haven't fixed yet. Why I haven't fixed them is because I'm like, he can do it. Which, I mean, technically, my burned in a fire risk factors are lower than his. Baitable on the candle badge, but anyhow, uh, uh, now that's true. You're you're going to kill us all with candle magic. <laughs> but anyhow, all but, right. So let's get to Regina's. No, reading. I want to finish oh, what I'm saying, we're gonna and then we'll get to Regina's. Okay. But no, I'm not mad at anybody. I, however, have controlled and restricted my stress levels. So shows taking care of Mystic. I'm taking care of Ace and Night Industries. You know, for now. Why I'm doing stupid seventeen med seven med passes a day. Now we can get to her question. Alrighty, so Regina seven four fifty six. Will I get the job I'm applying for right now? Yeah, I know literally right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, will a fortune. All right, so we see you applying and trying to take the fate in your hands. However, people are looking at how you're handling things in your balanced emotions. You're going to have to watch your overload. If you can handle what you can handle, great. But you're going to have to use your wisdom and scheduling skills. You remember the Queen of Wands, she's got 14 planners. All of them are laid out by color code and source material. That's what you're going to have to handle to keep care of everything. So will you get it? Most likely. But the question is, is can you handle it? All right. Right. So best of luck on that one. Yeah. 
And so, Shannon, are, are you talking about binary block? I mean, regardless, I don't want a coding language that does not have to be escaped. Like, at this point, I'm I'm too... <laughs> I'm too built for it. If I sat there and actually didn't have it at this point, like, as much problems as it's called me, Mm -hmm. or caused me over the years I, at this point I've learned that it's the first place I should look for my mistake right? because I know me and I will start it properly mm -hmm. I will get to the end of the line oh font whatever color whatever okay I see what you're saying yeah um, fair enough but even that has a proper formation. Right. Like, you, you, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, that is not something I have played with, um, but it does sound like it would be fun. It is. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's old king crap. Oh, ew. Yeah, before they allowed us to have HTML. Oh, if you put it in the right order, you don't have to put the slash font in, right. in, in the font. Okay. Right. Nice. Birthday hoodie. Yes. Like, it's been a while since you took some readings on the Psychic Coffee Shop, isn't it? It has been, but I've had, I'm having fun with it. Well, I, I am going to point out that this Thursday, Miss Hazel will be joining us as long as baby's good. And we're going to be dishing about the psychic industry. Yes. All right. Um, so, uh, Tantrum in a Hoodie, 2282. Um, Ethan, can you do a quick dream interpretation? Three yeah. puppies, golden retrievers. Mm -hmm. One ran, one I held uh, up, and it peed all over me. One I was afraid to pick up, but did and loved it, but couldn't keep. All right. So three puppies are three decisions. Um, the one running off is telling you, nope, that's not the path for you. The one peeing all over you is all the emotions you're going to have to deal with, with that if you make that choice. And the one you held and loved but you couldn't keep is the one that's going to be a decision, but it's going to be a decision that you ain't going to be able to hold with. Let's break that down, put it in some real-world situations. All right. So let's say you're thinking about taking a diet and you've had this dream. So one thought is you go vegetarian. Well, that's the one that goes darting away like, fuck no, we ain't going vegetarian. We ain't going vegan. I can't do that. That's too many freaking formulas for me. Have you heard of our Lord and Savior bacon? Exactly. Chris P. Bacon. Yes. Okay. The other one is let's say it is the diet where you have to look at your relationship with food and your traumas around food and your organizational food and 
what's your safe foods and what's your unsafe foods and all that. That's a lot of emotional work, especially when you've grown up in a household, let's say, that food was love. You upset, they feed you. You have a birthday, they feed you more. It's a holiday, they feed you more. So that Working. really wraps into that trauma of food. So you have to work through that puppy pissing on you of emotions and that tagment there. And the one that you love, but you had to not hold on to, is maybe like, let's say it is the pineapple diet, where you have to eat a pineapple a day, and that's it. You can do it for two weeks, but it's not going to hold. Like, it'll do the things, and it was great, but this isn't a lifestyle you can have. Right. Fair enough. Of course, I want to go back to the, the first one, or to the, sorry, the, the emotional uh, one. Right. Um, you may also, like, there's also the inverse of that, where, like, Food, like food insecurity was a constant part of like your childhood mm -hmm. and you know it, like six and one half a dozen the other some people yes. have really strong relationships with food because it was the cure-all for everything right. and mm -hmm. some people have really strong emotional reactions and emotionally eat because they didn't right like there was no food mm -hmm. um so either which way that one goes like, right. And, you know, that kind of leads me into something. And thank you, Hoodie, for this. Look at your relationships to things, your relationships to money, your relationship with food, with anything. And more, unpack those suitcases. It's really interesting. There was a study I was reading recently that the therapists were looking at the relationships with food and finances and body weight index and as the person was going through therapy and began repairing those suitcase repairing and unpacking those suitcases their life began changing and it wasn't because of anything they were doing other than cleaning up the suitcases they were carrying around mm-hmm And the personal relationships connected to those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it, well, and I think that gets a lot into, like, displacement theory. Mm -hmm. um, and I may be using the wrong words. Um, but it, it's when you have a, like, strong emotional reaction to one thing. Right. But you, like, suppress it, deny it, ignore it, don't touch it, don't play with it. Right. And then it pops up somewhere else in your life, totally right. unconnected, seemingly, right. seemingly like you can have poor self-esteem or like a poor like body image, for example, right. but then get really crazy about money. Right. And it's like you're using the money to fill the void of your personal uh, uh, image issue. Right. And it's like, yeah, you can't throw enough money at your problems with how you view yourself mm -hmm. to feel better about yourself long enough mm -hmm. to actually fix it. 
Right. You have to go. You have to identify where the problem actually is, mm-hmm. fix it, mm-hmm. and then suddenly people's like attitude. Like I'm using money as an example, but like if that's where it shows up, like your issues around money, your insecurities around money, the craziness around money, suddenly goes away. Right. Like, and and that comes up a lot in like hoarding as well. Right. Um, not always, like, a fair amount of hoarding actually ends up being, like, a totally different issue. Right. Um, but it can come up in hoarding, is that, like, you, you have an emotional problem over here, Mm -hmm. and somewhere along the way, it turns into hoarding. Right. And it normally is a loss. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Like significant loss, like traumatic loss, right? Some sort of traumatic loss, yeah. Like it can be traumatic job loss, right? Like, you know, if you're humiliated out of your career, mm-hmm. um, like not just your normal, well, you, you lost your job, right? But like you lost your job in a flurry of humiliation and drama, right. It can turn into something else entirely. Right. Um, like any of the strong, strong traumas can pop out in weird places if you don't deal with them. Right. So, yeah, watch out for that. That's always fun. Just as a side note, not necessarily aimed at her, but. Yeah, not aimed at her. <clears throat> it's just a discussion because. It comes up and like you start looking at people that have like really odd things about them. Mm-hmm. Like really, like that's super weird. Right. Typically that's a good like snake rattle mm-hmm. or on the other end of that rattly sound of mm-hmm. like, that's weird. Mm-hmm. You're going to find some like really deep undealt with trauma. Right. And it's surprising how it reflects or pops up into your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I've, it's one of those things, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Mm-hmm. Or at least I can't. Like I, And it may not always be that, but it's, that's my first thought. It's right. like when someone has really specifics. Right. And I don't mean like, okay, you're OCD. That's, that's the whole thing. Um, though there are OCDs caused by other issues. Like right. you can have a trauma that develops into OCD. Right. Um, but typically like really oddball, like one-off things. Right. Um, usually there's a trauma that's so disconnected. Right. But then somehow makes sense eventually. Right. But it's like, it's usually bad, bad. Right. Like you, you popped a fuse somewhere that has to get reset. Right. Um, but yeah, once you see that and realize that it can happen. Right. Oh, it's weird how many people have some really heavy trauma and they're just walking around. Right. Like it's Tuesday and I'm here, <laughs> you know, just. Right. In the world. <laughs> it was like, ooh. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting to a life point. I, I think you need to be assigned a therapist at birth and it should be in, enshrined in the Constitution. Yeah. Like, just here's your here's your therapist. Um, 
get you another one if something happens. But here's your therapist. You get one. They live with you. Uh, you know, you go with them <laughs> with one through your life. Right. All right. So what is this you got me? Oh, what is it? Oh, 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 oh. So I just, uh, like, I found a thing because we were looking for things. Mm-hmm. So apparently, uh, look into my eyes is a, a documentary about New York City psychics. Um, and I was wondering, what if you'd heard of it? I hadn't. Okay. And two, well, if you haven't heard of it. Mm-hmm then I guess we have to figure out where to watch it. Right. And then do all the things. Um, because it, the, the article that I found was that Look Into My Eyes review, Lana Wilson's tender and entrancing documentary about New York City psychics will make you a believer. Miss um, Americana director Lana Wilson returns with another sensitive and surprising film about the relationship between uh, shared performance and private pain. Okay. What's its premise? Um well, let me let me find that specifically. Um cuz I'm on the article. I just happened to see it. It was kind of a grabbing headline. Yeah, it looks like it's at Sundance. Well, yeah, but you know. Um Okay, so I keep finding a song by the same title. Um, so let's get over here. There we go. I am DB. We love you. Oh, a documentary through a series of intimate sessions with psychics and their clients. Okay. Wow, that's really all it says. <clears throat> okay. Oh, it released yesterday. No wonder you haven't heard of it. Right. All right. So it literally just dropped yesterday and like it's already getting reviewed. How's the reviews coming? Um, let's see. So far. Um, it looks like they're technically like I'm just seeing all uh well, apparently, a it's left Sundance viewers crying, laughing, and in disbelief at premiere. Right. Um, IndieWire says it'll make you a believer, and that's the I think. Here we go. Yeah. Sounds like it's getting really well reviewed. It looks to be doing well. I'm glad to see there actually may be something factual. Oh, all right. Here we go. This sounds like a better article. All right. From Hollywood Reporter. Um, there's a genuinely moving scene at the beginning of the new documentary by Lana Wilson. Um, so the creator of After Tiller and Pretty Baby Brooke Shields. Revolving around a group of New York City-based psychics and their clients, a female doctor tells a psychic that she once attended to a 10-year-old girl who had been shot and killed 20 years earlier. The doctor, who's no doubt seen her share of tragedies in the intervening years, is clearly still traumatized by the incident. She has one question for the psychic. How is she? She asks, her voice trembling. 
We see the psychic's response at the end of the film in a moment that is no less affecting. Unfortunately, much of what occurs in between lacks the potency of those segments coming across more like a tabloid-style reality television show. Receiving its world premiere at the Sundance Film Festival, Look Into My Eyes will likely make you think twice before ducking into that storefront psychic parlor. So Hollywood reporters kind of panning a little. Yeah, well, um, looking at Vanity Fair, um, during the film, the concept of consulting between psychics and their clients, as well as diving into the personal lives of psychics themselves emotionally were up and down as the mediums acted as de facto therapists to many people who don't uh, know where to turn. For example, one psychic is an expert in communicating with animals, which drew um, initial cu- uh, cuckles from the audience uh, until the client explained how their companion um, would help them manage an abusive relationship or be a lifeline for loneliness. One of the one of the readings near the end of the film, which one of the psychics randomly met with a former classmate and mentioned that she would be asking about before uh, she said anything, had the audience gasping at the cosmic connection of the situation. That said, several skeptics screens um, screening were mortified at the documentary's completely neutral which is never considered to be the psychic might be elaborating their communications from the other side. Okay. We'll see where this goes. Yeah. I just thought it looked really interesting. Right. Like, I I wonder what that one will be like. Right. Uh, It would be interesting. Of course, I've always thought it would be nice if they actually done the full spectrum. Okay. In cinematic. Help me out with that. Okay, like example, if they were filming me, they would have a you know they were they had an actor playing me. They would have an actor playing David. They would have an actor playing Greg. They would have an actor playing client, and the client guides there too. Oh, so that like see what the what the psychic experience is, is. or at least representatively, right? Um instead of just like this randomness that seems to occur right because it's never random right well but i mean there there is kind of that moment that if you're just looking at the two person at the table like what was that exactly um the best way i can explain is if anybody has ever saw ghost with Wolfie Goldberg, we need to clarify it. And he's like running the fuck around causing a muck. And she's like, set the fuck down. This isn't <laughs> how this goes. That's my life. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. All right. So Regina has a question here. Uh-huh. Um, what do you think about that Uber medium? Uber medium, you mean a medium driving Uber? They need to get their retention up. Uh, hey. Oh, seatbelt psychic. Uh, is that what we're talking about? 
Uh, think Thomas John. Okay. Um, the seatbelt psychic. Just for uh, clarification, there. If so, I've got a quick in case you're. There we go. In case you're assembling on, like, who is this dude? Well, um, of course, because it's television at this point. Oh, yeah, so 2018 reality TV show Seatbelt Psychic and the CBS All Access series The Thomas John Experience, um, beginning in June 2020. Oh, that was a horrible year to start. <laughs> While starting a live show at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas in 2020. Dude, oh, no. the one to get out of mediumship and use the psychic side to be like, mm, not the venture for me right now. Oh, poor, poor dude, poor dude. Like, hmm. Um, Likey's look, I've never seen any work, so I don't have an opinion <clears throat> on that. Like, I would have to see his work for me to have an opinion, but I'll check that out and follow up. All right. So that's a new one to take on. Like, no, yeah. I hadn't. But yeah, apparently he's got a, uh, well, Lifetime has him on YouTube. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of a dashboard confessional setup. Uh, I used to love that. Uh, you know, I mm, that falls in the category of, like, I think I could have liked it. If I could have believed it was real, but I never could get myself to the point uh -huh. that I felt like, no, no, that's real. Yeah. Like it just, it, it felt too acted, too scripted. Like, Let's I just, make I sure we're talking about the same show. This was, I believe, an HBO series. They had different drivers in taxis with cameras filming them the whole way as they're talking with people. Yes. But it, it like it was a very short like it was a filler show. Yeah, it was it was weird. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I don't think it was a bad show or a horrible premise. I just Oh, I think it was fucking hilarious. Um, oh, I think it was a great. Blonde that used to drive there, and I loved her accent, and I loved watching her. I don't know. I just, I, I just kept getting wrapped up in the idea: this cannot be real. This has to be scripted. It just has to be. Like there right. is no possible way. Right. Like I, I don't know. I just I couldn't get it. Plus, there's a, also the one, the game show one, right? Uh, Cash Cab, I think it is. Yeah, that one I never liked. That yeah, that cool. one I also felt was, was like you had to have been. Yeah, there is no way you didn't like just pre-screen right. people and then like, oh, we picked you up randomly. Like surprise, <laughs> you're on Cash Cab. Right now, here's my thing. It would only be good 
I'm looking at this and I have a problem. I have two actually. Okay. Who's driving the freaking car if he's doing a reading? You know, like that is one serious question because you refuse. Yeah. You refuse to operate in, uh, an automobile while doing a reading. Yeah. Like you will not take calls and uh, uh, certainly not chats, but you will not take calls um, while you are driving. Right. Like you will pull over mm-hmm. before you even start this. It's like, hold on a minute. All right, we're good. I can do this. Mm-hmm. Now, passenger princess, yeah. you will will take calls and chats all day long. Exactly. No problem. Set me up in my seat. I've got a little tray that goes over my lap that I can lay the cards out. Like, I am perfect passenger princess. My drink is sitting there. My phone is in its cradle. We're good. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But no, He's I good. Ride He's good. Reading. He and David are great. He and David are great. Yes. I'm over here driving. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And you like it. Like, you've now started taking the key from me. Yes, basically. I know. I heard it. Um, It's uh, Tony Berloni. He, 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 he used it as a self-description. And I just l- fell in love with Passenger Princess. And I cannot get it out of my head. It lives there rent-free now. Yes. But if you haven't checked him out on TikTok, he, he is adorable. Right. All right. So, do you have an ammo of the asshole, or are you going to levy to the mouse? You know what? I'm going to let you mouse it. Oh, all right, y'all. Hold on to your keyboards. Yep. I can't make good promises, because I tried to look for one, and I just... Mmm. Mmm. All right. not look like a good day for it. Yeah, this isn't a good one. Sorry, guys. There are certain ones we cannot take, i.e. not safe for work. Oh, and Brenda also points out there's a TikTok driver that reads clients also. We'll have to check both of them out. Yeah, like, let me check the links out. I personally don't think it's safe. Oh, good question from Brenda. Does David try to co-pilot or navigate any? Oh, he'll navigate. Um, <laughs> Does this suddenly become touched by an angel where you're like Della Reese showing up in weird-ass places? Like, hi. <laughs> I don't know why the fuck I'm here. That's occurred. Um <laughs> He's very good at navigating. Um, he's very good at going, um, you need to wake the fuck up. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, you like, know. I feel like I now have the answer to why he goes to Walmart for a couple of things five hours later. Right. And he comes home with a couple of things and it's like, how? How did Walmart take you five hours? Where did you go? Right. (laughs) Oh, God. These are sucky. I know, right? Like, it was not a good, good, like... Like, even the ones the mouse chooses is bad. Yeah. 
Like, I was looking through trying to find one. Um, All right, here's a controversial one. Okay, there we go. Let's go for controversy. All right. Yes, David will help us navigate, especially when we get stuck in unforeseen places that even GPS can't get to. All right. And it's good at restaurants. I thought I picked the restaurants. David's picking the restaurants? Nice. Yo, we need to talk about preferences. Right. Oh, Brenda points out Walmart shopping is where you get your steps in, Joe. It sounds like you've been Walmart shopping with him. <laughs> I call it the family circus tour of Walmart. <clears throat> um, But anyway, am I the asshole for including my ex's mom, uh, ex-mother-in-law for me, in my child's life for starters my ex and i are divorced and have one child my ex has cut all ties with their families for reasons that they believe are more important than anyone else's relationship with that family that's fine for my ex however my ex's mother has been a wonderful person and i've been trying to maintain a good relationship so that my child has extended family and healthy relationships with people as he ages When we were married, my ex threatened to take my child out of state and the country if I took him to meet my family or my ex's family. My ex was incredibly controlling and did not want me to have a relationship with anyone outside of our marriage. Once the divorce was finalized, I decided that it was my choice to include my family in my child's life. I did not want to deprive my child of a happy childhood and positive experiences that he may be able to have with extended family, and that includes my ex's mother. I've kept it very minimal because my ex has been adamant about my child not having a relationship with uh, my ex's mother. My ex invaded my privacy one day and went through my phone and messages and read every message between the ex-mother-in-law and I. My ex confronted me about it, and I informed my ex that, yes, I was letting her, the mother-in-law, have a relationship with my child. I told my ex that it was my choice on my time with the child to visit extended family. My ex was mad and has not seen the child since this happened. I was also equally mad because regardless of the divorce that literally states that my ex has no way to control me anymore... My ex invaded my privacy and is attempting to control me once more. Am I the asshole for including my ex's mother in my child's life? As long as there are no red flags, I do not see a problem there. What about you? I Well, I'm sitting here on... Is this a... Like, my only reserve is, is this a situation in which there's more to the situation... Mm-hmm. Then meets the eye. Um, what I think is happening is you're very lucky to have gotten away from your ex. Mm-hmm. And while I hate that they are still finding ways to control you now that they should no longer be able to do that, um, as well as for the aggravation alone of having to defend, you know, having your uh, child involved with. Um, extended family my only caveat is are there legitimate reasons are there possibly legitimate reasons that exist Um, or is this literally just about control just about being a jerk just about 
you know, playing games mm -hmm. um, with your child and their involvement in your extended family's life. Right. And see, that's what I'm saying. As long as it is like a safe environment, i.e. they're coming to your house to visit for an hour or two. Or you're taking them there or you like right. you're confident that like I mean, because in one instance, when sometimes when adult children go no contact with parents, it's for really good reasons. Right. Um, that as nice as they may be to others, mm -hmm. um, there may be a long-term situation of unforgivable abuse. Right. Like, point blank, there may be a long-term situation of unforgivable abuse right. um, that uh, a, that is a legitimate concern for an adult partner um, that their child may experience. Right. You know, I, on some levels, you you do have to try to respect um, a, a par former partner or partner's wishes on that, um, unless you can deem their judgment irrational. Right, and like, the way this one is sounds irrational, sounds controlling. Mm -hmm. You know, pushing not only hit their family, but your family and everyone else away from you. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if, you know, mom, like if mom had a substance abuse problem and beat her children, right. And that's the environment that your ex-partner, or if you're watching this and it right. applies to a current partner situation, that's a very legitimate concern that even if, even if, um, that, you know, in-law, that, that uh, say, mother of, of your uh, partner, the mother-in-law, um, has been in recovery for decades, has, mm -hmm. you know, tried everything. You can't discount the experience. Right. And a very emotional trigger mm -hmm. at the idea of sending a child over. Right. Um, to the parent that this adult child knows mm -hmm. as being an abusive alcoholic right. or an abusive, you know, meth user or a, whatever. There does, should there be healing there? Should they seek therapy on that? Should they try to extend that? In the great world of shoulds, absolutely. Well, and absolutely. that's another counterpoint. But you can't make people. Right. There's another counterpoint to this, and this is something people need to realize. Mm -hmm. Your parents are not the same person right. to their grandchildren, to their friends, that they are to you. They can be complete bastards to you. Well, and there are instances where some parents and kids were just a poor fit. Right. And there's no other nice way to say it. It's just some parents and some kids, it just, you know, this was a horrible, horrible universe. Put the wrong people together on this one. Like, I don't know how else to put it. Right. Um, and it took me forever to work through that because my dad was a real pill to his children. Mm -hmm. I got to see him with his grandchildren. 
And that was a whole other experience. A whole other experience. A whole, like, not the same man. Right. Well, and then, but then it comes into questions, like, but how much changed? Because you're looking at it as like, well, he would have never done that with me when I was three. Uh-huh. Or, you know, whatever. Um, how? But how much changed in the intervening years? Because I'm right. assuming there's probably a good, like, 20 years there of difference between father of a three-year-old and grandfather of a three-year-old. Right. Um, and I do want to point out, if, if any of this ever comes into sexual abuse, we don't trust sexual abusers. I don't right. care how much therapy you've had. You that's don't a, trust sexual abuse. No, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about we don't do. but yeah, family dynamical problems, religious view problems, financial problems that created other problems, substance abuse that became recovery, that type of thing. But no, people simmer. There are things that, like the invisible death off the sunset and rose and set with him. There are things that them two talked about, had conversations about, never would have happened. Like, never ever would it ever have occurred that the two of y'all would have sat down, right. even though it was a, a mutual interest. Right. And been able to have, like... Right. A cool conversation. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and, and that's true. Uh, again, as long as you're you know, being careful about actual safety and any potential there. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't see anything that you're doing wrong, so you're right. not the asshole in my opinion. Right. Um, I, I do think it means you need to be sensitive to the idea there could be issues there. Right, but, you know, filter it with a grain of salt and a bottle of tequila. Yeah. Well, I mean, because here's my thing, is that sometimes the people that seem, mm -hmm. like, the craziest mm -hmm. have sometimes had some of the worst shit done to them. Right. But um. So sometimes it's a, it's a complete overreaction mm -hmm. to horrible things that have occurred. Mm -hmm. As in, it, it's coming out far too aggressive. Right. Um, doesn't mean that it's technically crazy. It's just, it's coming out way too aggressive because right. words fail. Right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. All right. Poll is up on Ace and Night YouTube. Go over there and vote. Your options are, yes, you're an asshole for allowing your ex-mother-in-law to see your child. No, you're not an asshole for allowing your ex-mother-in-law to see your child. Everyone is shitty here, including the mother-in-law, but not the children. Or, that's a deal pickle. I don't know what to do with this to deal with exactly. it. Exactly. All right, over to relationship advice. This one's going to, going to hit some ace and buttons. Brace for impact. All right, so my female 19 boyfriend, male 18, is friends with a girl he used to like. What to do if boyfriend is friends with girl he used to like? I recently found out my boyfriend of a few months is friends with a girl he used to like, and she also liked him back. They talked fairly often, and it made me uncomfortable, so I brought it up to him. I explained it made me a bit upset, and he said what I was saying was totally fair, and he'd stop talking to her. 
I made it clear I don't want to control him, and if he truly wants to stay friends with her, I understand, as they were friends before we started dating. But he said, no, it's fine. He'll never message her first again and just politely answer if she messages first or if he sees her in person, which is understandable. I didn't want uh, him to be rude to her or make her feel like she had done something wrong. I'd also say I had immediately stopped speaking to people I had previously liked or had liked me, which it was wrong of me to presume that was a boundary for us both without talking about it. Anyways, we went home and I was quite upset because uh, we had talked about other problems, so I went straight to sleep. When we woke up, we went on his phone together to watch stuff and I noticed he had sent her a message maybe half an hour after I'd fallen asleep, just a normal message about some video. I'm not upset that he messaged her. I'm upset that he told me he would not message her again but then did literally an hour after we had the conversation. It sort of felt like he lied to me. Anyways, I brought this up to him uh, crying, and this time we have properly spoken about boundaries, and I asked him to explain to me what degree he would be in contact with her and how I wish he had just told me he wanted to speak to her instead of pretending he wouldn't. I don't know. I just find the situation a bit weird because I tried to be as blatant as I could about not wanting to be controlling, but he made it seem like he was going to put uh, my comfort over his friendship, which he didn't have to, obviously, but I appreciated him for doing so, but then didn't actually follow through. It does feel like a lot of the time when he's talking, he makes me seem like a first priority but his actions don't really reflect it, and I'm not sure what to do, as I don't really trust what he says. All righty. All of this over a comment on a video? Oh, honey. Back, I've seen worse. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> you thought it was going to hit aids and buttons. You've hit my buttons, but go ahead. You need to get over it. Personally, I don't speak to my exes. Joe has a couple long-term friends that are his exes. This well, isn't even, even to that ex damn level. This isn't even exes. This isn't even exes. Um, yeah. And, like, my exes are exes for a reason. Like, I can think the world of them, but still simultaneously go. Right. Yes, they are right for someone and someone that is not me. Right. Like, we tried. It didn't work. Right. I wish you the best. Right. Um, because you're not a horrible person. It's just, right. no, it doesn't work together. Right. Um, with that said, I it's not like I talk to a lot, like, my exes all the time. And most of his exes I know <laughs> at this point. I even yeah. know one of his wives. I'm happy with most what? of them. My work wife? Yes. Okay. I have the best work wife. But that's enough. You do. You do. Point made. This is bullshit. When you get into a relationship with someone, that doesn't mean you get to attach a collar to them, a leash, and lead them away and put blinders on them and delete their friends and delete their social life. That is Stockholm behavior. 
and it's very controlling, and it's not a good sign. No. Well, for someone who's trying not to be controlling, oh please, this she is really effing controlling. Um, like, and I'm sitting here going, so what makes sense to me mm -hmm. is she sent him a video, or he sent her a video for a reason earlier in the day before the conversation occurred. Mm hmm. And then there was a commentary exchange, which he was ending. Mm -hmm. And somehow in what he had said, you took it to be he was going to cut off all contact and never speak to her again and just ignore her existence anywhere in the world. Even though you clearly articulate that was not what you asked for. That was not what he said at all. Mm -hmm. um, yet somehow it was exactly what you wanted uh -huh. that you're now mad that you didn't get. Mm -hmm. And he had the audacity right. while you were asleep mm -hmm. to send a message about a video. Uh-huh. I'm I'm sorry. Do do you just want to put him on a little collar? Maybe get him a little cage in your bedroom so that when you go to bed, you can just put him down. Like you go sleepies. Like, do you need to monitor his phone? Like, okay, because there's Jesus multiple Christ. situations here. They're watching something on his. <sighs> How do you go back and see a past message? Yeah. Like, I don't have an, app, an iPhone. You do. If right. you're trying to show me a TikTok video, am I going to see that you sent XK a message an hour before we went to sleep? I mean, the randomness of things that could occur could technically happen on both devices. Um, and like, either you already had the messaging app up, still up, mm -hmm. or you did have, like, another window open, mm -hmm. and, like, you were flipping back and forth, and just so happens you see the photo, and it's like, wait, what did you say to her? Uh -huh. Click. Um, because, you know, you get the little preview, like, slider thing on right. both devices um, to swap between apps. Right. Like, that's the only version of this that, that works in my head, unless it's like you are direct messaging someone on, like, YouTube. Right. In which case, I don't know, the notification popped. Okay. Like, but that doesn't, like, I don't know, that, that would be a more detailed moment, but any which way you get there. Right. I mean, for not doing anything wrong mm -hmm. by the literal conversation y'all had, mm -hmm. dude got in a lot of trouble for not doing anything wrong mm -hmm. um, over nothing. Right. 
I mean, yeah. like, hi. Yeah. He shared a video, or she shared a video. Any which way, he sent comments. Right. Get over it. Point like, blank, you cannot control your partner. The more you try to control them with behaviors that are passive-aggressive, the more likely you are to cause a breakup. Oh, this isn't even passive-aggressive. This is aggressive-aggressive. Well, it's passive-aggressive. Well, like, you, you know, you don't have to go to the gym with me, but you'd lose and feel so much better if you did. You don't have to not speak to them. But it'd be so much better for our relationship if you didn't. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that feels like a hostage negotiation. I'm really not down for it. Mm -hmm. Like, I, like, plus, I don't like double sided, like, implication messaging. Exactly. Like, and that's what that becomes is you're, you're, you're saying one thing, you mean another. Mm hmm. And it's like, or you could just say what you want and let me actually decide if I want to engage that. Right. Um, versus being in this weird limbo where you've said, well, you don't have to, mm -hmm. but I would strongly suggest that you. Right. But you don't have to. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, for the love of God. Right. Sim simple declaratory sentence. Right. Or declarative sentence. Exactly. Like, give me the ultimatum, let me decide if I'm walking. Right. You know. Seems so. simple enough to me. Right. <laughs> you know. You need to really knock your control shit off. Well, I done it, so he done it. That don't work either. I don't know either that or go ahead and just ramp that control up. Ramp it up. Ramp it up. Um, and hopefully learn the lesson. Right. Like lose the battle, win the war mm -hmm. of what it's going to be mm -hmm. if you either, A, keep doing this in relationships with people who do not understand what you're doing. Right. Um, or because you're not going to have relationships with people who don't understand what you're doing, they will all get sick of this. I will just about guarantee you. Right. Or, and there's very few people that are going to understand, it's just going to be constant drama and fighting over crap that does not matter. Right. Or learn the lesson that maybe this is a level of expectation that is unwarranted. Mm-hmm. Like because I almost want to go at uh, as a as a woman at nineteen, who hurt you? Right. That you are at this level. Mm -hmm. Who hurt you? Right. That you think that a simple conversation, not not anything real deep, is a threat to your existence because that's how you're taking it. Right. That, like, the mere idea mm -hmm. that you're going to talk to someone mm -hmm. that you might have thought about dating at one point or you might have liked that may also have liked you mm -hmm. is just going to nuke from outer space. Mm -hmm. You're like, like, that's a level of insecurity that mm -hmm. is like, that's the who hurt you?
who hurt you? Right. Like, what the hell happened in your past? Right. Like, no. 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 Um, not to mention, 19 is a lovely time to learn the lesson. If you have to do this to have a relationship, please tell me what you have. Mm-hmm. You don't. Because this seems like a lot of work. Yeah. A lot of pain, a lot of suffering, a lot of, of, of talking about minutiae. Right. Is this really what you wanted? Is this little girl you? Mm-hmm. Is this the life you envisioned? Like, does, does this align with that? Or were you thinking something a little easier? Right. Like a partner that you feel confident in, that, that you trust, that could frankly parade be paraded through a strip club mm-hmm. with the best strippers on the planet. That's just going to go, well, that's pretty, and keep walking. Right. You know, like, well, I'm here, there's pretty women. Anyway. Right. Was was that maybe more what you thought? Like, and why aren't you living that instead of this, like, hi, I'm going to be on the details 24-7, mm-hmm. going through your phone, looking for any indication. Right, and let's talk about that. Going through a person's throne, going through whatever, it's just like putting on their dirty underwear. It and Cheryl don't. Um, let people have personal devices. Yes. Leave people stuff alone. Mm-hmm. Like, again, if, if that's the relationship you want to have, one, I think you need to do with it, do that with someone who fully consents. Right. And it's mutual. Because um, it seems like the people that want to do it the most mm-hmm. are the people that probably need it done to them the most. Mm-hmm. Because it always seems like the person that constantly wants to go through someone's phone mm-hmm. is usually the one doing the thing Mm -hmm. that most requires someone else to go through their phone Mm -hmm. um like granted that starts getting into like narcissistic personality issues and like dating a narcissist and all that so control need of control versus feeling secure in relationships not narcissistic situations but more so people who tend to like invade other people's privacy Mm -hmm. have a large insecurity within their life and their stability and it also taught you know i would also be looking at what needs is this relationship not making for you yeah well and and if this is the level that you have to hold on to the relationship at is it worth it exactly like, sincerely, is this worth it? I do not have time in my life to go through everything he sends on his phone. I do not. Well, do not. Do not. Do not. Am not interested in the least. Mm-hmm. 
like personally, I touch his phone of with with all the joy and wonder of scrubbing a toilet. Usually, it's functional, like he has asked me to do something, or there's no other choice. It's you know, <laughs> so to speak, it's dirty. I have to do this, right? Um, not because I think his phone's dirty, but because legitimately, I I don't like the activity. Right. I don't want to mess up things that he has open and running, and maybe he left an app up so he would remember to do something. Mm-hmm. I really personally don't like the situation where I read half of a thing that wasn't intended for me mm-hmm. and now have the questions. Right. Like, I don't like that. Um, but more importantly, probably to all of that is the amount of stuff. I don't know whether this is a client question, a personal conversation, mm-hmm. whatever. And like, I should probably not know these things or right. have seen them. And right. I certainly don't want to give anyone the impression that ASIN talked to them um, when it is totally not ASIN talking to them and they are, you know, somehow paying for the experience. Like, no, 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 not my job, not my thing. That's right. his job. That's his thing. Right. And the um, other side yeah. of that, well, you know, and let's just be clear, you have an apple. Yes, I have an there are things that I'm adapting to for the iPad. <laughs> he learned to close apps. Don't give me that credit yet. <laughs> You're really struggling with the finger swipe up from the bottom, aren't you? We won't get into we won't get my into ordeal with Apple. However... There's no need for me to get on your phone. What am I going to do? Throw a fit about something you said or who you said it to or about what it was about. And then what? We have an argument that takes two hours. That's $400. Two hours? Have you argued with you before? Two hours? I would be thrilled with a two-hour argument with you. Well, that's the active argument time. That's like a show. (laughs) Yeah, that's the active <laughs> argument time. Well, that's the active argument time. You're not counting all the passive aggressive that goes around the argument. No. I'm not counting the stewing, plotting, <laughs> deciphering, deciding the conversation, figuring out when, you know, I have the blaring music, my slam argument. doors. The <laughs> no, you never know when Asin's mad. Never. I don't know what you're talking about. I swear to God, it would all be easier if we just grabbed him an anger tambourine so he could just walk around the house. <laughs> sound like a medicine man that. trying to bring on the storm. Just nah, 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 nah. It would, it would. <laughs> There's two problems with that. <laughs> One, I have other things to do with my life. And you like, break the tambourine. Exactly where I have the fox glove planted at in the backyard in the middle of January. Mm-hmm. And two, you'd have to buy one about every two weeks. I know you'd break the tambourine. I know. Or his hand, because I was thinking, well, you could make a tambourine out of titanium. Uh-huh. Like solves the broken tambourine problem. 
And I guess if you broke your hand, you might reconsider your anger. <laughs> Not really. That's just gonna make me angrier. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. But anyway, back to the point. Back to the point. Girl, stop it. Like, you really gotta stop this need of control. If you want this relationship to last, go make friends with the girl. Yeah. Become her friend. Oh, yeah, he'd probably call in a, a biblical flood. Bang, tambourine. What you talking about? A downpour. Biblical flood. <laughs> like, I have the address that I'd like it to hit. Can I direct it? No. Don't do it. Okay, fine. I'll leave that little town in Virginia alone for the moment. All right, so let's see if you're an asshole this week. Am I the asshole? No, you're not the asshole. Good deal, good deal. Yeah. All right, guys, we hope you've enjoyed the show. Yes, it's a little longer than normal. We thought you deserved it. So take it away, Vanna. All right, so of course we want to thank Beverly Walker, Mika G, Kathy, Mary Winfield, Brenda, Shannon C, Shannon D, Lady Gwendolyn, Charles Shaw, Tracy Van, Caitlin Bell, and Devin. If you'd like to learn more about us, the show, or how you too can become a Patreon sponsor and receive all the wonderful benefits our baristas receive, please visit us at pcspnetwork.com. Yeah, just a reminder, Miss Hazel will be on at 8 o'clock on Thursday night on Coffee and Tape Week to her joining us and i'm currently on 15 percent off over on keen.com yes. until the end of the month it's 15 percent off my normal 6.99 rate so be sure to reach out to me there be looking for links in my socials all the fun stuff there that you can directly connect with me for a discounted rate and if you're a new client to keen they have a few offers you can either choose to get three free minutes free, or you can get five minutes for one dollar. Mm -hmm. Both of those are exclusive offers, plus the 15% discount. Oh, so it all stacks. Yes. Nice. You know, so you can go one dollar for five minutes, and then after that, take advantage of that for 15% off, or you can get three minutes free. And then take advantage of the 15% off. Sweet. Yes. All right. With that, guys, I'll see you Thursday. Good night. Good night.